what do you say? Welcome into Queen City Chatter, brought to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio. What's that? That's too much, man. That's too much. I'm about to have a panic attack, man. What let's, is let's it? The song? That we got the cops going off in the background. Is it the song? It's the police. It's it's your it's your voice right now that's just kind of kind of ruining the whole vibe for probably everybody, the millions of listeners at home right now, and myself. So All I right. said we run that back. We do something a little bit different. New song? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, how's this work yeah, for you? That'll do it. This is doing it for me. Let the ambience come in a little bit, and then we'll start. March Madness, what do you say? That's the best. It's the best. These two days upcoming, best two days of the year, Chuck. We're so glad you're with us. Welcome into Queen City Chatter, brought to you by Awakening Coffee. The best coffee in the entire damn city of Cincinnati. Two phenomenal locations, Old Montgomery Road and Hyde Park Square. Mm -mm -mm. Delicious coffee. They even sell some wine. Can you believe that? Wow. It's good stuff. Today on the show, we talk March Madness, we talk March Madness, and we talk some more March Madness. The brackets are out. That's all we're doing. Hudson, give me your national title pick right now. Oh, it's Villanova. Villanova? <laughs> no! Villanova, no, no, Nova! I got Villanova. It's tough to go against them. I cannot believe you. I'm taking my Cincinnati Bearcats. Actually, I don't know who I'm taking. I haven't even filled out a bracket yet. We'll get to that in just a moment. Want to welcome into the podcast Houdini, Chuck Walter, live from Studio Six over the Rhine, Cincinnati, Ohio. Beautiful studio. Hudson, if you know him, and I'm sure if you're listening to the debut podcast, you do. He's a little bit of a stingy guy. You know, he's the type of guy that bought eggs every single week in college for about six months. True that's or false? All, that's all hearsay, really. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. The man spent about $150 on a microphone, and he bought the wrong damn stand. You should see the apparatus he's holding right now. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. The podcasting life so far has been a slight struggle. Um, I accidentally bought a, I mean, it. it's like an industrial stand, I would say. It's like a transformer almost. It's about eight I, feet long. It's supposed to like dangle from a skyscraper. Um, so now I'm just kind of holding it. In a pretty bootleg fashion, but uh, I'll tell you what, it sounds great. It's not set up for our studio, that's for sure. As we said, Bracket Talk today, opening day's right around the corner. Subscribe to our podcast right now because you won't want to miss Pensacola Blue Wahoos. That's the double A of the Cincinnati Reds organization. Tommy Thrall will join the program. Phenomenal guy, phenomenal broadcaster. And honestly, he knows everything about the Reds guys that actually matter because let's get real, the team right now in the, the major leagues the last couple of years haven't been really good. So when you have a team that hasn't begun the majors, you're focused on the young guys. He has all the good stuff. I love the Wahoos, Chuck. Big Wahoos guy. Wahoo. I've always been Big a Wahoos Wahoo guy. guy. Biscuits, you know Wahoos, you know absolutely. 100%. So with that, what do you say? We dive into the show. All right, so absolutely massive news in my life last night. I'm an ESPN star. Would you, would you say I'm an ESPN star? I, I, I think I would, Chuck. I'll be honest. When I saw that, uh, we had scheduled to do this recording today. I thought for sure you were going to be gone with Marty. I thought you were going to be heading off in that van with him and have your own podcast with him. The Marty party? Yeah, I mean, it It was an electric performance, Chuck. I'll be honest. I mean, uh, you definitely I outshined saw on, the, the I saw Xavier it on guy. ESPN about 10 times today. And, oh, yeah, that Xavier guy was an absolute <laughs> dork. Let's not uh, put himself in the same conversation as me. Tough look, muskies. Very tough look. So let's start this story. First of all, I got a text last night from Coach. 
Coach Broadbeck, defensive backs coach at St. Xavier, uh, coach of the year in the GCL, just a fantastic, fantastic guy, big Bearcats fan. So he calls me up and he says, hey, you know Marty Smith? I love Marty Smith. So he says the Marty party is rolling down to the Holy Grail. And what's your first thought when you hear that? Um, I thought that there would literally be no one at the Holy Grail on a Monday night. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. There was absolutely no one there. We walk in, there's maybe four people there. And the owners there are just getting ready to throw a celebration that we walk in the door. They're like, all right, now we got seven. And if you are at the Holy Grail on a Monday night, do you, do you have any idea who Marty Smith is? Probably not. You probably don't. You I probably don't even, don't even know who you are. I don't think you know where you are at that point. <laughs> you have no clue. But anyway, so we, we park right in front of the Holy Grail. When does that happen? You just get curbside curbside service, walk right out of the car. You don't have to pay a meter because it's after 9 o'clock. So we walk right out of the car, walk into the bar, and within two minutes, the Marty party pulls up, and they say, everyone outside, everyone outside. <laughs> and if you don't know television, and I, I am fortunate enough to be in the industry. Oh, yeah, big TV guy, Chuck. And unfortunate enough sometimes. But if you don't know it, it looks a lot cooler on TV than in real life. So the Marty party rolls out, and the uh, the coordinating producer or whoever it was was like, all right, we need you guys to go nuts for about 10 seconds. No curse words, please. And there was some jackass there. Jackass that on live TV, you probably saw him down in the Irish car bomb and then rubbing his nipples like the guy from the water boy, the old man. I did not see this, Chuck. You didn't see I, it? I just saw live IG from our buddy. That was about it. You didn't even watch it live? No, you Chuck. You didn't show up with us in the first place. We gave you the invite, and you didn't even have the decency to turn on ESPN2? What the hell is That's, the matter with you? I was in the middle of a legitimate series on Netflix, Chuck. I, did, I didn't realize you were going to turn into a superstar. Marty Marty Smith comes out of his van. The, the doors roll open. He comes out. He's going nuts. Great dude. What you see on TV is what you get. Great dude. Would have loved to have chilled with him more, but he had to make about 19 stops in 24 hours. Yeah, I saw he, he would a thousand miles. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't. Uh, he said no beer because he has got about 12 more hours of driving to go. Yeah, but they did have a lot of red man in the van. Little red they man. They did chew. confirm that a lot of that. red man chew in the van. So, anyways, he comes out and you know it's all staged. This is a look live portion. It's not live. They say they're going to bottle it up for later and show it on TV. And this was the best part. I mean, we're all going nuts. Like, yeah. Go Cats! The one Xavier fan there is like, zip them up, let's go. And uh, so that was that. We go inside. He does this little opener where it, it's live, and he says, I'm here at the Holy Grail in Cincinnati, a bunch of cats and musky fans. There's like eight people there, literally. Just like, woo! And then after 20 seconds, you'd have one stopping. They're like, do we still keep going? Because you can't really hear him. You know, he's not screaming into the microphone. Yeah. I mean, the microphones are pretty solid. And all of a sudden, he tosses to a Coach Cal because that's where he was before in Lexington. He, he tosses to a soundbite, and we have two minutes to chill. And he goes, all right, who's the Xavier fan coming up here? Who's the Cincinnati fan coming up here? And, of course, Coach goes, Chuck, it's your time to shine. ESPN debut. I mean, well, the, it, un, unfortunately for this guy who, like, fumbled. I mean, we'll, we'll put the clip in, who fumbled over his words and whatnot, and you just hammered him. This guy walked you, in last second. He was, he was the only <laughs> other Xavier guy. Like, he stood a chance in the first place. He walks in. And this is what he says. Each of you gets five seconds. Get on him as loud as you can. Let's go. Trayvon Blewett and Karen Camp. Bring it. Did he really just say bring it? I think he did. He I said bring he it. Did. And then Marty's response, this guy's had too many beers. The guy walked in on a Monday at like 11 o'clock, unless he was down the street at like Jefferson Social or something and sprinted up there last second. I'm pretty sure he just drove there and didn't know how to talk. 
Uh, I I don't know. My question is just to the overall setup. Did did Marty Smith have these people a hundred percent like lined up to be there? Because I think he got lucky that there was even that many people there. Well, six of the eight people there were like bartenders. They, yeah, they so I'm saying, don't. what if you didn't show up? Were they going to just? They not were do just going to have all the bartenders there, okay. I guess, and it would have been like a bartending party. And I mean, unfortunately, this guy went against a professional broadcaster like yourself. Well, Chuck. he said the best part about it was he said that. Marty Smith, you know, tells him, you know, don't talk too loud. The microphone picks it up and all this stuff. And the guy just very condescendingly says, oh, I studied broadcast in college. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, 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 tough oh, guy. I'm wow. going up against this guy. Whoa. Studied broadcast. He couldn't even say five words. No, no. Oh, I'm like, yeah. But my five words? Electric factory. I mean, if you get five words it's about UC, I mean, you know where you're going with that immediately. I mean, it's just it's just something that's it's. I, that's why I'm just so devastated to even know that Gary's going to be leaving us at some point here soon. Uh, actually, not soon. Probably we'll see him at the very end of uh, when the hell is the damn championship anyway? It's April. A, it's in April. April. We'll see him. We'll be we'll be running up and down the boardwalk, throwing stink bombs in the Alamo, some shenanigans, something like that. Yeah, no, a I mean, lot I, of joke shops in San Antonio. Do you know that? <laughs> I, I did not. Well known for their joke shops in the Alamo. So if you're a big fan of throwing stink bombs, you know the ones that shatter. And stink up the entire city. Oh, you're going to have a San field Antonio. day in San Antonio. But one of our teams got to get there. We have Xavier talk. We have Cincinnati talk. Chuck Walter alongside Hudson Clowkey. Queen City Chatter, welcome into the inaugural episode. If you're just now joining us, I, considering this isn't live, I wouldn't know how you'd just be joining <laughs> us unless you skipped about everything. And if you did that, well, thank you. Um, let's talk some matchups. First of all, before we get into matchups, I guess, the scorching hot take. We're putting ourselves on the hot seat. The hottest take known to mankind. I want to hear what you got. Well, Chuck, uh, I didn't really research this, but I'll be honest. I think my scorching hot take is that Brad Calipari scores a basket in this tournament. You think it's first round against Davidson? Or you think no, it's down no, the No, I'm, I'm thinking he's going to have to get in against possibly Arizona, and it's possibly going to be him and eight in the paint. I could see some type of situation where he does score a basket somehow, some way. And I, I was looking up, which he was one of the more – I was asking you because you're more of a Kentucky guy. I was just asking you how Brad Calipari can get in games um, when when Kentucky just has basically about 12 McDonald's All-Americans every single year. And somehow he – I saw him in a real game playing yeah, like Ole Miss. Texas A&M. Was no, A&M. It, was, it was A&M, better was, than Ole Miss. Was, <laughs> and I was looking up his stats, just like just messing around. Obviously, he's a walk-on. Obviously – yeah, no, I, I don't think he's the type of guy that should be in those sort of games. But Coach Cal has said it multiple times. You know, Brad's deserved his chance to play. Like he earned, he obviously, obviously, yeah, he he said, he it. you know, he he's not going to play on our team because we're stacked at every position. But I mean, that game, Quade Green was out. Jamal B- Baker's been out all season. Um, who knows what they could have been with him? He's supposed to be a sharpshooter. And then Jared Vanderbilt was out to begin the season. So with those three out, they were down to seven scholarship players. I mean, when Shea Gilgis Alexander picks up his second foul, it's Calipari time. I think you get Chuck Walter from the booth at that point, and you have him come down there and shoot a couple shots. I was wearing loafers. You, you think I'm better off in my loafers to come out there and start playing? Uh, possibly. My scorching hot take, <laughs> Buffalo. Same same bracket, same region, same everything. And Boise, no, excuse me, Boise. Someone just complained, a viewer complained that it was Boise, not Boise. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Buffalo, B 
beats Arizona. The Bulls. The Bulls from the Mac. A little Maction. They take them down. What do you say to that? Uh, I mean, I think you're being slightly biased because uh, for the longest time, which was just just so irritating, the longest time UC's best win was Buffalo. Um, and we beat them, and they were somehow like 20th RPI for like the entire year. Um, but I know I could see it happening. I could definitely see it, that happening. But a 13's going down, or a 13 is taking down a four. And it's either going to be them, and my other hot take, or Charleston beats Auburn. I have Charleston beating Auburn in my bracket. You and, do. And I've I've always been a Charleston guy. You've known that for years. Yeah. I've been preaching Charleston basketball. Do I I mean I like their perimeter defense. I like their inside game. Um they can shoot the three ball pretty well. I like their um their guards. Um so do Which not guards? be shocked. Huh? Which guards? I it's an over it's a team unit. I mean, basically the name on the back of the jersey's team. Okay. <laughs> and I like their coaching staff. Um, you know, they got a couple of good guys over there. So do not be shocked if you see a team like Charleston uh, beat Auburn, who low-key sucks. They beat Connecticut. They beat UConn with uh, the the absolutely phenomenal basketball coach, Hall of Famer in my book, if you ask me, Kevin Ollie. Yes, 89-64. to 64. Talk about a non-conference wow. win. They beat Dayton, mm, the mm, Flyers. Another up-and-coming program with a— How about Hofstra? Ooh. Ooh. Where the hell? Where the hell is Hofstra even located? I want to say it's up in the northeast mm, somewhere. I'll believe it. All right, so it's the time you've been waiting for. A little Cincinnati, a little Xavier talk, a little Kentucky. We'll mix it in there. Do we even talk about Ohio State? Let's get real. This may be somewhat of a hot take, but I think a lot of people are picking it. The Jackrabbits. The Jackrabbits are taking down the Buckeyes. Brutus is going home early. Um, I think a lot of people are taking South Dakota State, and I am as well. Um, I've been following this team pretty much all year. I do like their perimeter defense as well. Um, I think their inside game could use some work, but I like their uh, – they got some big guys that can hit elbow jumpers. Um, and I think you're going to see Ohio State and whoever the hell their new coach is. I was going to go go say Thad Mata. Chris but, Holtman. Uh, yeah, Chris Holtman. He'll be going home. So we'll, we'll be seeing you. This is what scares you in the tournament. If you're an Ohio State fan, when a team – Oh, the cops in the back. Are they coming for us? Our podcast so, already going to be shut down. Forty mm-hmm. percent as a team from three point land. When you're shooting forty percent as a team from three point land, I don't care about your perimeter defense. Jack them up. It's March. They fall, baby. The hoops. The hoops get a little bigger. So you're saying South Dakota shoots forty percent from three? I mean, I knew that, um, but uh, now that, that's going to be tough. You shoot forty percent, just keep chucking them, right? I mean, why not? And a good free throw shooting team that always helps you out in March. Yeah, I don't think uh, so. UC we both agree. Ohio State's going home early. Oh, I think they got no shot. I think that game's going to be a twenty to thirty point deficit Ooh. for Ohio State in the first half. Ooh, um, and that's a not biased opinion at all. I've been an Ohio State guy my whole life. I actually lived in Columbus. All right. Well, do we talk Cincy or Xavier? Do we flip a coin? Who do we talk with first? Uh, I, we can go Xavier first. Xavier, sure. All right. The question is that I have for you. Is Xavier better as an underdog? Now, hear me out real quick. Two of Xavier's three Elite Eights were as an 11 seed you had last year, which honestly was incredible. They took care of business. They had nothing gift-wrapped to them. They had a pretty tough – I mean, Maryland I thought was, you know, eh. Florida State was a pretty good three. I mean, they, they weren't bad by any means. Nice matchup for Xavier. And then they beat Arizona, potentially the best two seed. So, I mean, they – kudos to them. Their other Elite Eight was in 2008. And they were a three seed, but it's also worth noting that, you know, they they had seven seed West Virginia 
in the Sweet 16 instead of two-seeded Duke. And it brings me to this point that Xavier has had some very, very favorable matchups. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, first I just want to just clarify – we're going to be as non-biased as possible, but me and Chuck are both, uh, we've been UC fans for a while now, so sometimes these takes will get a little anti-Xavier. Chuck and I, that was the grammar police. Those were the sirens going off. Proven in court. Um, but uh, so all I'm saying is sometimes the takes, and I'm trying to I'm trying to you know sway Chuck in the other direction, tell him that sometimes he's going a little too hard on XU. Um, I don't want to be like the... Well, after this, I saw that dork. <laughs> yeah, that guy didn't do too much help, but... You don't want to be like uh, the CNN or the Fox News that says, you know, we're uh, we're a non-biased news source giving you the most accurate information. You're not. You just aren't. And so we're going to be a little bit, you know, tweaking towards UC. But at the end of the day, XU has outplayed um, UC in the tournament. And it really, regardless of matchup, you can't really argue it. Well, in 2009, when we when we go back to talking about how they've had some favorable matchups, 2009, they got a 12 seed in the round of 32 instead of a 5. 2012, they got a 15 seed in Lehigh in the second round instead of Austin Rivers and Duke. Mm. And in 2012, when they got to the Sweet 16, or was it Elite Eight? I think it was Sweet 16 in 2012. They were a 10 seed that season. So, I mean, a lot of the times that they're making these sweets, I mean, I just told you, two out of three of the times they've been to the Elite Eight, they were an 11 seed and a 7 seed. The last time, the highest seed they've ever been was a 2 seed. And they lost to Wisconsin in the second round as a two seed. So how do they do as a one seed, a school that you know has turned into a basketball school? I, I hate to say it, but they are a basketball school. They're they're in a great conference. Yeah, no, they I mean, they no pack the house. They're going to travel really well to Nashville. You can't argue it anymore. But in 2007, when people were trying to argue that Atlantic Ten, you know Xavier, was now the big brother of Cincinnati, it was just false. Maybe now, you know, you you got that argument. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think definitely they've outperformed when they're, you know, the the higher seed, I guess you should say. Um, and don't don't count out the 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 best joke probably going still at Xavier is that they went undefeated in football. Um, everyone always laughs at that when somebody says that. That's a you know a tale as old as time. It just it's an undefeated joke. So keep that up, fellas. But um, yeah, no, they've definitely played better like last year everyone they were on the bubble and they went to the elite eight and beat an arizona team like the last team in yeah yeah so i mean they they thrive on being the lower seed or the higher seed however you want to put it um but uh, i like their matchups though i mean i I don't like gonzaga in the sweet 16 but that eight nine i think that's the softest eight nine i mean michael porter jr adds in kind of a weird variable because you don't know what you're going to get with him but he played in one game he went five of 17 in the game that's 29 percent so, I mean, yeah, he's he's the top recruit or one of the top recruits in the country, but he hasn't really proved himself at the collegiate level. And, look, it's a long season. It's it's about a lot more than talent. Cohesion is very important. And the fact that they just lost to Georgia in the first round of the SEC tournament may have, may have threw off their cohesion. I, no, I agree. That will be the matchup, Gonzaga and Xavier. If Xavier gets past them, they have a great shot of getting to the Final Four. Xavier's good. Pains me to say it. Xavier is very good. good. Very good. I mean, Quentin Good and their point guard, John Calipari, let him go in Kentucky. Uh, people talk about it now. I mean, that's a guy that could have potentially been the starting point guard for Kentucky this year. Would have played significant minutes. Um, they got a gem there. Jones has played well this year. O'Mara, where did he come from? I mean, think about the tournament he had last year. I was like, this guy is terrible when he was playing Cincy last year. Next thing you know, he was their key contributor. He was the biggest piece to that tournament run they have a lot of guys like that just just guys that 
that are just look horrible. They're just kind of ugly in general. And they just put up numbers. I mean, you got what, Freeze, that guy that, that no one ever talked about, how he Ubered that guy too. Um, <laughs> th- those guys who just, uh, they're, they're heinous, but they just put up just numbers. They At the end of the day, they put up numbers and they just are cat killers. Give me the final prediction on Xavier. Are they getting their first Final Four in school history? As a... I can see it. As a professional, I, I can't put my opinion on them going to the to the Final Four. I think they're, they're losing to the Zags. Mark Few, he deserves one. The Few, the Proud, the Zags. Wow. Is that their slogan? Because if it, it not, is now. Wow. That's incredible. It is now. I just coined it. Trademark it. I think Xavier has a tougher road to the Elite Eight than Cincinnati. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's it's pretty basic to say that. I mean, the Sweet 16 matchups. If Cincinnati can get past the second round, Tennessee provides a really tough matchup. Really tough matchup. I mean, Grant Williams. Chuck, let me cut you off. Don't even consider Cincinnati past the second round. I have nightmares, night sweats. They can't get out of the second round. They got out of the second round one time with uh, the Dixon and Gates and those guys once. They have not seen the. You Sweet know 16. what though. It was in Nashville. That's a good town. Speaking of which, I am going up to Nashville um, as the adult that I am. Going down. Going up. Did I say up or down? You said up. I've been drinking. Um, But uh, I'm going down to Nashville on Friday. I actually called off weeks in advance as the adult that I am. I knew that I would need that Friday off. And uh, Chuck, you're not going to be there, are you, bud? I'm not. I got to work. Sad. And I'm not even getting sent to Boise. I'm manning up the studio in Lexington, Kentucky. But hey, people need their news. <laughs> yeah, people do need their news. Chuck, be honest. Need that is, their that's news. a good point, man. That's a good point. Who would you rather have, Nevada or Texas? Nevada, Nevada. Tomato, tomato. I'm not sure. Do you want caramel, Nev- caramel? Do you want to play Nevada or do you want to play Nevada? I I don't even know that. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think I want Nevada. I don't I, want Nevada. I don't know. I think, Nev- I think Nevada would really whoop our ass. I think Nevada would take it to us. Nevada, I think we win by 20. So Nevada or Texas? I, I think I got to go Nevada. Nevada or Texas? <laughs> I, ah, shit. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I want to play Texas because I just know more about Texas. So I, I'd rather I, play Texas. I, I think it could be similar to that Kansas State matchup last year, and I love Mo Bamba and Gary Clark down low. Gary Clark – I the sense of urgency that he was playing with in the AAC tournament was incredible. He was on another level. He willed that team to victory. First off, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, but can we can you like implement we'll get one of our unpaid interns to reverse this track a little bit, do one of those like skip discs and go backwards? Why in the hell did we just claim we were gonna just jump past Georgia State already? Yeah, that's a very good point. Coach, I mean, Coach Ron Hunter he thinks it's going to be quite a difficult matchup. You know, you know what they, they told us today that Cincinnati gets to stay at the Hyatt. We got to stay at Conference Inn. Cincinnati gets to eat at Ruth Chris. We got to eat at Wendy's. But when it comes Friday at two o'clock, are we going to be ready? I think the funniest part of that entire soundbite is is Dan Horde, voice of the Bearcats rebuttal. He says, "We've never once eaten at a Ruth Chris. We eat at Chick Fil A." <laughs> I mean, granted, Chick plays close on Sundays, so they probably got to win these on Sundays. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with that four for four, I mean, you're not. I mean, come on, phenomenal. I, I love mean, it's the like four it's a great four, deal. It it's is one of the best deals in the business. And there's strawberry iced tea, delicious. I'll take your word for it, Chuck. It's good stuff. It's good mm. stuff. And a thing about Ron Hunter, and thing that scares me a little bit about Georgia State is, uh, if you remember when he had that that bad wheel, when he would come out to half court and just like sit on his little chair with his 
with his bad leg that had a cast on it. If he comes out against UC with a coming up to half court in a chair like that with a bad wheel, I think I think we might get blown out of the gym. That that's incredible stuff, Chuck. That is motivational. It's inspirational. It's I mean, it's all the Asianals you can think of. And I'm a little bit nervous for it. I don't know if he's going to intentionally break a leg before the game, but that is the one thing that is making me a tad bit nervous for this Nashville trip. Oh my goodness. Now, now I'm going frantic. I don't know what to do. Do you remember when he fell on the after his kid hit that three? He just yeah. fell on the ground. He's wobbled. He's like a dead fish out there. Oh my god! Oh yeah, my well god. they got they got blown out by Xavier in the next game. Let's yeah. not forget that. I don't know what the line is. Who cares what the line is? Charlie's Choice Cut says take the Bearcats. Cats roll. They get Nevada. I think they're going to end up playing Nevada. We roll Nevada too <laughs> under the Sweet Sixteen. Tennessee, and that's where the matchup's going to get tough. Sweet 16 matchup with Tennessee. The guards don't scare me that much. They're small. They can shoot it. They're not amazing. Jordan Bowden, uh, when I was working down in Tennessee, talked to him. He actually was thinking about playing for Coach Crone and the Bearcats. Ended up with Rick Barnes and the Volunteers. But their size in the interior, and it's not even their, their height. It's their bulk. I mean, Grant Williams, they call him Baby Barkley, at the three-guard Evans guarding him, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, Evans could bang in the Evans is an athletic dude. He can guard every position. That's going to be the key matchup. I think Clark can handle Schofield, even though Schofield looks like a Tennessee middle linebacker. Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm definitely a little bit nervous about Tennessee as well. I actually just watched them um, on Sunday. Um, I only saw a few games of them. I watched them on Sunday. I actually took the Wildcats in that game. Um, but uh, they, they, they're athletic. They're big. Um, seems like they – they could kind of do it all, really. So that that game definitely makes me a tad bit nervous. So realistically, before we found out about this injury to Virginia's sixth man, we were saying Virginia makes it to the final. Do, does Cincinnati get out of this region? They make it to the final four, or is an elite eight? Are we happy with that? Is that our ceiling? You know, you could still go to Atlanta, get a couple trips in Nashville and Atlanta. You don't get San Antonio. You happy with an elite eight? What we've been through this season? I am. I absolutely am. As long as Xavier's not in the Final Four, I'm fine. Well, Chuck, you, sir, are a loser. Um, no, we want the Final Four. We want to go to San Antonio. Uh, we want to see Charles Barkley with apparently all the ugly chicks that he says is in San, San Antonio because I haven't seen him yet. Okay, I want to see that. I want to go to San Antonio. I want to hold the trophy up. I want uh, Jim Nance to give, you know, make it about him and give it his tie to somebody, preferably me. Um, and that's what I want. That's my dream. Um, and we'll see what happens. But uh... All right. Well, that's it for the Cats Talk. We're on to some sleepers. Hudson, your sleepers. I was jotting this down at work when you told me you wanted to do a segment like this. I was thinking, who are the sleepers? Who are the teams that um, you got to look at a defensive team, an offensive team, basically a team that can board, it can really do it all from all facets of the game. So I, I came up with a little, a little list of some teams that I would not be shocked if they if they make a deep turning run. Um, I got Creighton, uh, Kentucky, Arizona, Miami, Florida, uh, Loyola, Chicago as well, which is a little bit conflicting since they play each other, but I like Tennessee as well, um, South Dakota State, Houston, Michigan, North Carolina, Kansas, Texas Tech, Florida, Wichita State, whoa, West whoa, Virginia. Whoa, 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 Every team a sleeper? No, absolutely not. I, I don't like Iona. I don't like the team they bring this year. Um, I definitely don't like Lipscomb. Uh, I think that matchup's tough for them playing North Carolina. Um, and 
I'm not even sure what UMBC stands for, so I, I don't like them either. Yeah, fair enough. I, I just think it's kind of funny how these professionals on TV act like they know who's going to win the tournament. I mean, at least when I come out here and throw out some asinine comment like, Buffalo's going to win. At least when I lose, I'm just like, eh, I didn't mean it. No one really knows. I mean, half the no time they just do the knows. chalk. They just do the chalk like 4 ones. No one knows. Listen to this. Listen to this stat. 2017, last year, South Carolina, Final Four. You know what their seed was? No. Seven? Huh? Seven? What? It's like the little rascals. Try eight. What are you, what are you talking 2016, about? Syracuse, Final Four. You know 11. what seed they were? Ten. No. Ten seed. 2015, Michigan State, Final Four. Shut your mouth. Seven seed. 2014, mm. Connecticut, seven seed. Kentucky, eight seed, Final Four. 2013, Wichita, nine seed, Final Four. That means in the last five seasons... There's been someone from that 8-9 game or that 7-10 game to make the Final Four. I know you're a big history guy. That means someone is getting out of there this year. So the 7-10 matchup, I, I like it more than the 8-9 just because I feel like they take down the two seeds more often. I like that 7-10. I mean, for the last five years, there's been a 7-10 in the Final Four, whereas only two of those five years, there's been an 8 or 9. So I, I like the odds. I'm going with the 7-10 matchup. I'm going with Texas A&M. In Providence, Texas A&M, DJ Hogue, love his game, lengthy guy, can shoot the three ball, and the big guys down low, Tyler Davis, Robert Williams, uh, Gilder, he of course had some big plays in that Northern Iowa game when they scored like 10 points in 20 seconds a couple years ago, remember that? Mm-hmm. I really don't, but yeah. I think it's the winner of Texas A&M and Providence that's making a run to the Final Four, and I say... Fear the Friar, the best mascot in college athletics. Have you seen that guy? I, I honestly have only seen a little bit of footage of him, but he is, uh, he's got a lot of uh, energy, I'll tell you that. Electric footage. I mean, you watch the Friar, and, and you see so many mascots, the Notre Dame fighting Irish guy or whoever it may be, the, the Mountaineer, and whatever they do is just kind of brought down somewhat of a notch because they're not in those. I'll tell you what, I was Homer the Hound. I went to a retirement home. Uh, danced for a bunch of 80-year-olds. It was electric. It was a great time. But those costumes, people don't understand how annoying they are. You can barely see, and you got kids running up to you trying to take pictures and stuff. You can barely see. It is hotter than Dothan, Alabama on a June day. Scorching. Absolutely scorching. And this Providence Friar is an absolute maniac. I saw him by the bar. I was up at the uh, playing game in Dayton, Ohio last year, USC in Providence. Saw him by the bar. Didn't actually see him consume anything. But by the way, this guy was dancing on the court. My goodness. I mean, I I was just trying to look up some dance dance moves of this guy. This guy guy was running around, jumping, doing the air guitar and stuff, and then you look on the other side of the court, and there's the USC Trojan just standing there flexing his muscles like a big baby. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you this. That might be the the most terrifying mascot I've, I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Holy shit. If I'm a, if I'm under the age of 36 and I see that thing, I'm I'm sprinting away. I'm crying. I'm probably calling 911. I'm calling the ambulance. Terrible terrifying, I'd say. Terrifying mascot. I mean, look at the chin on that guy though. Very nice cut chin. I'll tell you what. I'd kill for that. I'll tell you what though. I I don't like to choose teams off mascots alone, but when you combine that in with the fact that they made a run of the Big East title, I think they do have a really good team. Ed Cooley is due. He is due. I think someone can take down North Carolina. 
dethrone them. They've been somewhat inconsistent all season. I like the winner of that Providence-Texas A&M game to make the Final Four. Two last things to get to. We pick our Final Four. And I have no idea who... We have blank brackets in front of us, both of us, in about size 10 font. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite small. I, I would say even smaller in size 10. I think you're looking at a solid 8 here. Yeah, 8 Helvetica. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it might be Ariel. Yeah, Ariel Bold. Mm. So Final Four. I'm looking at this thing right now. I ripped my bracket. Um, don't ask me why I did that. I'm thinking... I, I was going to say Virginia from that bracket... I, bias says Cincinnati. I said, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Cincinnati from the South region, from the West region. I like Michigan from the Midwest region. I like Kansas and from the East region, I'm going to go with Texas tech, the red Raiders. It's not a bad final four Chuck. Um, as I, I actually had Virginia up top, um, as a Final Four team as well. Um, I I like Arizona too, but I, I just can't fall into Sean Miller's sweaty ass trap that he that he places on me every tournament. Um, I'm actually going to go and go ahead with Cincinnati as well. Shocker. Um, and then, um, then I'm going to go with Gonzaga, the Zags. Again, back-to-back for a few Final Fours. Um, we're t- then we're taking Duke. Um, and then we're Villanova. Villanova! <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Villanova and then... Uh, We'll do it live. We'll just go right through it. And then I'm taking um, – we're going to have the, the UC Bearcats, the University of Cincinnati, take on the Villanova Wildcats. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. going to be – that is spicy. It's very spicy, Chuck. I got Michigan, Kansas. Michigan wins it all. They are red hot. I like Beeline. And um, I, I think Michigan has what it takes this year. Muhammad Ali, baby. Michigan, Muhammad Ali, Abdul Rockman. You you gotta love the guy and you gotta love Wagner. I mean I can't I can't argue that name, that first name, Muhammad Ali, Dual Rockman. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that Michigan guy's, going all the way. That's my pick. Last thing we gotta do for you today, last thing we have to do last thing we are doing in the podcast today. There we go. Third time's always the charm. The NIT in 30 seconds. All right, what do you think, Chuck? I'm thinking we take a look at this All right, I think that's going to do it for the for today. I think we just ran out of time and we're going to we're going to see you next week. The Hopefully you still at 30 seconds. We got 30 seconds. <laughs> I think that's going to do it, Chuck. I think we just ran out of time. Well, um, I guess that's um, all we have for you today. The NIT not working out well for Houdini. For Mr. Hudson Clowkey, I'm Chuck Walter. Thank you. Hey, subscribe right now to the podcast. Why not? What do you have to lose? It takes like two seconds. Follow us on Instagram at Queen City Chatter. I guess that would be Twitter at Queen City Chatter. Instagram, just search Queen City Chatter. Toss us a follow. Give us a few likes. We're going to provide outstanding coverage of Cincinnati sports. Remember, it's the Cincinnati sports you need and the delivery you deserve. Have a great day. Just as quick as you could fall Oh no, 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 I can't fuck with that at all Can't fuck with that at all I work hard every motherfucking day I work hard